Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Couple Up podcast, Couple Up Extra, and all that kind of jazz. My name is Luke. And I'm Kate. And yeah, here we are, couple upping away like it's nobody's business. I know. Uh, so this is part two of my interview with the woman who married a pirate ghost. Imagine that as a sentence. Oh, am I meant to No, that's where I'm talking to you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was confused. I was thinking about that as a sentence. So you you actually did what I asked. Thank I you. did. Thank you yeah, for, for once in our relationship. Before we started recording, I said, Kate, you have to say something here too. And she said, all I'm contractually obliged to do is to be here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I've suppressed a sneeze and a yawn. Sneeze, go on. No. Sneeze, No. Kate. The people will love it. The ASMR people. No, I'm going to yawn. I'm going to yawn. I don't so like guys, it. I'm going to whisper this intro. Kate's yawning. Oh. Kate yawns like, do you remember the old lion bar ads? <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is the part two of the interview where I interview Amanda Large, formerly Amanda Sparrow Teague who uh, is the woman who married a pirate ghost, a ghost based on Johnny Depp's character, Jack Sparrow from the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Right? No, sorry, the other no, way. No, the other way. <laughs> His character is based on the ghost. Well, <laughs> we'll see, we don't know. Um, she's a lovely woman. You see in part two of this, she, it's very harrowing story. It's kind of almost scary. Uh, she talks about how the spirit affected Johnny Depp. How it uh, affected the author A.C. Crispin. She talks about voodoo. She talks surgery, exorcisms and getting her life together after all of this as well. It's super interesting. Um, oh, just, there was a ghost just knocked something behind me now. Guys. <laughs> it's kind of cool that it's going out on uh, Friday 13th. I know, it? I, it is. It's almost almost as if you planned, planned it. it. You didn't. didn't. I 100%. didn't. But the ghost did. Oh, okay. Just knocked over a bag and planned it. Do you know this. what? If you were a professional broadcaster, I am a professional broadcaster and here's professional broadcasting we're going to pick up where we left off last week where she discusses dating a ghost and then marrying it take it away Amanda you're listening to the Couple Up podcast with me Kate and my significant other Luke then I decided well you know um, after that was successful and going well well you know why not get married you know that's what people do when they're in a relationship if they want to you know so So, so so effectively when you're going into these states that's that's (laughs) the equivalent of dating in that situation basically is it yeah and how much, long did yeah. that go on yeah. for? Before the marriage? That went on for five, six months. Okay. Not that long. Um, yeah, I mean, it started around January and the wedding was in July, the end of July. So, yeah, I mean, half a year or so. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so obviously I had gone back and did my research, which I love to do. Mm. And um, I discovered that in certain parts of the world, like Haiti, for example, spurt marriage is, is quite a big thing. Um it's it's more a voodoo tradition and yeah. um that was really interesting because jack had told me he had been he was from the caribbean and his dad was actually irish and his mom was actually from um from haiti and okay. of course voodoo is the big religion in haiti so yeah that was kind of interesting that you know that his religious background being voodoo you know that this was something that was part of their religious tradition that and that was also yeah that was also something to me that i didn't know because i didn't know anything no, about voodoo, voodoo voodoo kind of I don't know a whole lot about voodoo, but I know what you see in films, TV shows, books. It's very much seen negatively in all of them always. Is that... It's a pretty dark, yeah. Okay. It's a pretty dark. It's a pretty dark spiritual path, yeah. I mean, I don't know an awful lot about it either, only really from, you know, basic research that I did. But yeah, yeah it's all about... Um, 
it's all about kind of you know uh, making deals with spirits mm. some people would say demons you know whether they're demons or not i can't answer that but i mean it's pretty much like well you, you if you do this for me you know i'll give you this in return and stuff like that so that whole crossroad demon and, kind of type yeah, yeah and a lot of possession and stuff like that and it's so yeah, it's kind of not something that I would really want to touch on. It wouldn't have been my yeah. cup of tea. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so um, I thought I would find it difficult to find somebody that wanted to marry a human and yeah. um, a spiritual entity. Um, but I actually, um, the first person I just researched, pagan priests, pagan ministers, and I came across a shamanic priest um, who was actually legally, um, a, a legal uh, marriage um, registrar or yeah. officiant. Um, I think at that time he may have been the only one in Ireland that was legally allowed to perform marriages from the pagan community. Oh. Um, so I contacted him and he was like, yeah, absolutely. I know all about that. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I, I'm happy to do that. So It's amazing to be so able to find all go. this in so, Ireland. You think of Ireland as, like to a lot of people from the outside, as being this rural, backwards kind of town. But the, I suppose these things are so entrenched in that old forest kind of yeah like in all perfect honesty i mean i've had more difficulty getting a doctor's appointment than to get somebody <laughs> to marry me and a ghost you know yeah i get you <laughs> i mean you certainly definitely going to be like have more difficulty getting a test like in the, the hospital waiting list for yeah. sure like. <laughs> so um so yeah so that was it i had the efficient i had the ghost <laughs> good in, to go so in the video that i saw of you getting married there's a portrait of jack sparrow yes um the logic that you kind of said in that interview was that you needed something there to represent but you couldn't yes. have an actual official image of johnny depp there was some yeah something to do with so, the energy um, there was there yeah so um basically you know um when you're working with spirit in a setting like that um spirit can allow some of their energy to go into an object um mm. For the ceremony, we used a candle. So Jack put some of his energy into a candle and that's where the ring was put onto this okay. candle, you know, it contained his energy. So the picture was really just for decoration. There was no spiritual energy around right. the picture as yeah. such. Um, but Jack had told me that, um, uh, you know, I mean, uh, like he was communicating with me, he had told me that he had communicated with other people over the years, which I would have no doubt that that probably had happened. He, he did talk to other mediums. And he had said that, you know, that the, the whole idea um, or, or the basis of the, the character of Jack Sparrow had came from him, from his, yeah. um, you know, from his um, communication of the right word that, you know, that, he, that he it was based on so, him. Yeah. Now, obviously, the storylines in the film and all that, that's all fiction. That was yeah. all written by a writer. But that, you know, the character of Jack Sparrow was kind of loosely based on him. Um, so obviously, Johnny Depp played um played jack sparrow and, and johnny depp is very quite it's quite quite into his native american spirituality yeah. or he was back at that time i don't know if he still is now you know he's been through quite a lot yeah. but um but yeah so so that didn't really surprise me either because johnny depp was quite into all of that kind of stuff um so do you think there was so, an element of that touched him for the part kind of a thing do you think like yes. is it a similar energy there yes and I also feel that a lot of the bad luck that Johnny Depp got after being involved with that spiritual entity may have been down to that too, okay. because everything kind of went kind of belly up for me as well. Right. Um, 
So, I mean, obviously, I don't know. I can't speak for him, but I, I do see similarities. Another person that Jack had told me that he'd communicated with in the past was an author called AC Crispin, who mm. died from cancer in her 40s, um, quite tragically oh, wow. as well. So he didn't have a good track record of people that he had told me he had communicated with. Yeah. But, you know, I didn't really think about it at the time. I don't know why, but I just didn't. But, yeah, just to say, I didn't use a picture of Johnny Depp because, again, spiritually or in paganism, a picture would contain the energy. So, obviously, I didn't want to connect myself to Johnny Depp's energy. This yeah. was this was all about the character of Jack Sparrow. This was all about, you know, the spirit that inspired the character. It yeah, was really yeah. nothing to do with Johnny Depp. You know, it wouldn't have mattered who really played him in the film. It just happened to be Johnny Depp. Um, and, of course, he had told me that he had, you know, that he had a connection with Johnny mm. Depp. And so, so you're married then. You, you actually yeah, get married. So. What's the next step? Like, how does this, how does this affect your family life? Your friends? That does does it affect it in any major way? It didn't really affect it in any major way at all because most of my friends at that time were all involved in spirituality, so they all knew about it. And um, uh, my family. Well, I mean, my parents at the time. My mother has since passed away, but at the time she was alive. Um. Mm. My parents weren't really buying into it that much. They were, were thought it was a bit um, out there. But even though um, she, you said your mother was who was talking about the banshee and stuff when you were a child. Yeah, my then mother this was too was far more, for them. Yeah, it was a bit far for her. But okay. before she died, she did actually accept it because she did actually have an experience where she had oh. actually felt Jack's energy in the house and that kind of turned things around for her but that was maybe a year or so maybe yeah probably about a year or so after the wedding so yeah, yeah it was a, it, it was a while um but my dad to this day really still doesn't believe it. <laughs> um so um my mom came to because we had another we, we we had that on a boat out in international waters the for the kind of legal ceremony and then yeah. we had a party and stuff you know after that so she didn't come out of the boat but my mother did actually come to the party my dad didn't didn't come to it um but they're estranged anyway so i mean they're, okay. they're not actually together yeah. or they weren't together um so anyway um so yeah so about two weeks after the wedding um it was just like, I don't know what I can describe it. It was just like I had this massive influx of bad luck. Okay. Like everything started to go wrong for me. I started to get all these weird health conditions. Mm. Um, I started to feel tired all the time. Um, uh, my, the engine on my car blew up um, twice after being fixed. And it blew up again a second time a week after it was supposed to have been fixed. Um. I, I got burnt really badly. Um, just like, just literally all the burnt as in physically by fire, like as in physically burnt. Okay. Yeah, I mean, um, the the engine literally it had overheated, and I opened the bonnet, and it literally exploded all over my chest oh and my arm and stuff like that. Yeah, I had to go to the hospital and everything. So, um, that was the second time it exploded. So, um, yeah, so just really horrible luck. Everything was going wrong. So after about three or four months of this, I was like, God, this is really weird that this has all started to happen after the wedding. Now, I mean, obviously, knowing a bit about spirituality, mm. I, I, I do, or I did very much believe, you know, that there's negative entities out there. And I started to think, Jesus, you know, is, is this a negative entity or something? You know what I mean? Because, yeah, yeah. you know, I'm getting all the symptoms of possession. I'm getting all the symptoms like of, of a demon being around me and stuff like that. So it starts to get a bit suspicious almost scared scared yeah. so again i went back to these people you know that i had done course courses with and who i trusted to be very knowledgeable and i said look you know do you think you know that something's not right here 
And at that time, all bar one said to me, nah, it's fine. We communicated with Jack. He's love and light. Love and light is a term yeah, they yeah. use a lot. Oh, he's all love and light. No, 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 of course it's not him. Only one guy said to me, and he was a shaman, not the one that married us, another one. Mm. And he said to me, he goes, I, I feel you're right. I don't think there's something right about this. He goes, you know, I just, I'm, I'm not sensing good energy here. So because everybody else had told me it was okay and obviously I didn't want to hear you know three or four months after like making such a big deal of marrying this bird you know the last thing I wanted to do was to come out to everybody and say oh you know actually no I've made a mistake so I was like I can't really do that so I was like nah I'm not going to listen to him in fact I had an argument with him I said yeah no no I don't believe you or whatever so I just continued on but things just got worse and worse and worse for like the next year or so I mean I can honestly say I don't think I had very few days that I was actually healthy in that whole period of time. There was always something wrong with me. I was always sick. And bear in mind, before this, I was never sick. I was a yeah. really healthy person. Um, so I got. So from you were really you were effectively under attack here, basically. Yeah, I mean, okay. absolutely. I mean, I, I, and you would have to have been there to, to know. I was really, really healthy before this marriage, and within six months of being married, I was like somebody that was in their 70s or 80s it was it was unreal um so it all kind of to cut a very long story short all culminated within uh june of 2018 i got that ill that i ended up with sepsis and um i had an emergency surgery and i nearly died so yeah so at that point um i had had my nagging doubts all you know for a long time on and off and on and off so then when that obviously that happened after I had my, I had to take my wedding ring and take all my jewellery and stuff off yeah. for the surgery. And after I had the surgery, when I went to put, put, put it back on, I was just like, no, just, this is not right. There's something not right about the situation. My life has gone to hell since, mm. since this. And I was like, no. So I didn't, I didn't put the ring back on, and I was like, no, I, I need to take a break from all the spiritual stuff and, and just, and so you was know. So is the ring tying that his spirit to you effectively i think you know i don't know how much of his energy was in the ring but i think you know certainly it probably was a tie because i mean if you bear in mind that we've had like a pagan ceremony with this ring you know literally a witchcraft ceremony if you want to put it like that so you've had this kind of magical witchcraft ceremony where you know, you've put spiritual stuff and all that. So there was bound to I mean, it's not a million miles something. away from a Catholic ceremony, that, to be honest. No, no, <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, if you, you're, you know, you've had witches and all cats and spells over these mm. rings and stuff, it wouldn't be a far stretch to say that probably there was energy attached to it, you know, yeah. and other objects that were involved in the ceremony, like the picture, you know, even though it wasn't actually, you know, him, but I mean, it was used in a magical yeah, ceremony. yeah. So um, so I said, right, no, I, I need a break from all this. And at this point, I wasn't really sure because, I, you know, I, I had just recovered from sepsis. Mentally, I wasn't in a good place, you know, because I'd nearly died. My surgery had saved my life, but it had left me with some, you know, with some things that mm. I was going to have to live with for the rest of my life. It damaged um, damaged my sphincter muscles. So I was left fecally incontinent, which yeah. I will be for the rest of my life. And that's a hard thing to find out when you're in your early 40s, you know, yeah, that Jesus, you're, yeah. you're, yeah. So, I mean, I was trying to deal with that and I was like, I didn't really know at that point what I thought or what I believed, but I just knew that I wanted a break from all the spiritual stuff because I felt that negativity and it no longer was making me happy. It was Mm. like, you know, it just didn't feel right. So 
I took a break um, from June to November and I didn't do any spiritual work at all. I didn't communicate with Jack. I didn't open up or anything. Um, if anything, I blocked it. And I was like, I don't want yeah. any spirits around me or whatever. And, you know, you, you obviously pray for protection that, you know, that, that, that spirits are not going to be, you know, able to, to communicate or come, come near you. But um, no matter what I did, that, the, the wound that I had from my surgery wouldn't heal. I mean, I was back and forth to the hospital. I kept getting infected over and over and over again. Um, it got to the point in um, November that they did an MRI scan and they were like, I don't think this is ever going to heal. You may need a colostomy bag. Um, you know, so they were like, well, to see you again in January. Um, they put me on antibiotics, a continuous dose of antibiotics for three months. And they were like, if this does not heal up, you are definitely going to need a colostomy bag. So, I, I mean, I really didn't want that to happen. So, I mean, I was in a really bad place in November. Mm. Um so, I mean, really, really sick. I mean, I had been for months at this point. And um, I said, um, at that point, I was like, I haven't done anything, any spiritual work. So why? Maybe it's not spiritual. So I said, right, I'm going to get some advice. So the one guy, do you remember the shaman that said to me, yeah. he thought that something wasn't right. So I decided, look, you know, I'm just going to, you know, swallow my pride. and I'm just going to ring him and ask his advice. So that's what I did. And he was like, well, you know, he, <laughs> I kind of told you so. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he was gracious in the sense that he was like, right, okay, look, I'll help you. I'll, you know. You I'll don't do expect shamans to be, I told you so, kind of people, really. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> he's kind of, he's quite quite a jolly guy, you know. Yeah. So he, it's kind of, you know, that's kind of the way he'd get on, you know. He'd kind of have a laugh with you. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, well, I told you so, like, you know. <laughs> But, um, but he agreed to help me anyway. Um, so that's when the first time that I communicated with Jack since the fall, since previous June. And uh, at this communication, um, I had decided at this point that I wanted him gone. I okay. didn't want him around me anymore. And I, you know, I opened up um, and did my mediumship thing. And I said, look, you know. I, I need you to leave. I don't want you around me anymore. You know, I want to dissolve this relationship. And then, yeah, he didn't take that very well. Mm. So um, I felt really negative uh, energy. And I felt like he had communicated to me that he would kill me if I tried to break oh. the, the agreement. So, so now out. there's a fear coming in. You said initially when you were yeah, contacted yeah, by the Yeah, <laughs> now the fear is coming in. And then I'm like, oh, my God. This is not, it was a fair, it was very different energy from any other time that I felt. And so I think that was like, then I was like, oh no, my initial reaction that this was an evil spirit yeah. was right. Okay. And I've been totally calmed for like two years. So then I went back to the shame and I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? So he was like, well, do you know, we're probably going to need a soul extraction, which is the pagan version of an exorcism. Okay. Um, so yeah, so to cut a long story short, yeah, that's pretty much what um what I did. Um and how I long had... does an exorcism or well a soul extraction take? Like what's the Well, I mean it took probably about an hour or so. Okay. Um it, we didn't do it until the twentieth of December because um it's done by more than one person, so he had to get another couple of people in to help him with it yeah. because sometimes apparently it can get like pretty pretty nasty. Mine wasn't the yeah. worst one he'd ever done, believe it or not. Um but um, the thing itself takes about an hour and it's, it's very much like just kind of chanting and like 
foreign language possibly Latin I'm not really yeah. sure <laughs> but it's not in English anyway yeah. <laughs> and drumming and you know calling on deities you know gods and goddesses to come in and stuff like that and um, how, how he did it with me is um, he like drew the spirit out of me and yeah. I didn't really think I would feel anything um, it was very different from what I expected but when he was doing it it was actually like you could almost feel like it was like a hoover. It was almost oh, really? like it was a hoover there. And your kind of your solar plexus is kind of in your middle. And that's mm. kind of like where, you know, where he was working on, on that area. And it felt literally like, almost like an invisible hoover was sucking, you know. And I mean, I really did feel like something was happening. And then when it was over, I felt like something was missing. It was like, I yeah. felt very empty or something, like something had gone. Um, so yeah, I mean, I literally have been possessed by the spirit. That's mad. Um, now, the really weird thing about all of this is that, um, bear in mind, I've been sick for nearly two years at this point. Um, I've had a wound for since June that mm. would not heal up no matter what they did. I had the exorcism on the 20th of December and literally from the day I had the exorcism, the wound started to heal. By the time wow. I went back in January, it had completely disappeared. It had completely healed up. Now, so can you I can take, say you were that saying that you want to get that tested in, if you imagine this, that to you is proof, I assume, is it? Well, that to me is proof that yeah. there was definitely something not right because, I mean, I'd been sick for so long. Now, I have a daughter who is a complete atheist mm. and she's like, that's a coincidence. It's a coincidence. And maybe it is a coincidence. I can't say 100% it's not, but it's a very strange coincidence. Yeah, it is. It is a weird one. And it, it's certainly not something that I would take a chance on of communicating with spirits again. <laughs> so you're, you're finished with it now? Oh, I'm finished with it. So, okay. yeah, and literally from that on, now, I mean, obviously I'm left with the complications of the surgery. I mean, yeah. and, and there, there's no going back there because the sphincter muscle is cut. So, mm. I mean, it's not going to uncut itself. So, I mean, that can't really be fixed. But I have never, oh, touch wood, touch wood, touch wood. I have, I've not had an infection or any uh, any of those symptoms that I had, I haven't had any since I had the exorcism, which is over a year ago. That's mad. Now there's 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 got to be something. Well, I'm convinced there's something in it. Yeah. You know. I'm I suppose that's all that matters to you, really, as well, yeah. isn't it? Like you don't. Yeah, like that... I mean, it's at the point now where it's all so long ago, and I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, all those spiritual experience happening, you do kind of second guess yourself and say, God, did that really happen? I mean, did I really experience that? Because yeah. it's not as fresh in my mind. But I can't explain how I was healed after the exorcism. I mean, that's that's the thing that, I mean, I cannot explain away. Yeah. That all those symptoms that I had, they all just literally disappeared overnight. I mean, that is, it's, that it's is, very, very strange. That's amazing. It is. Your it story is. is incredible. But I just want, to, like, I have two questions left to ask you, mm -hmm. really. One is, we found this story that is so real to you and after listening to you hear it it's, it's an amazing story and we found it in a list of the top eight weirdest things somebody has married right, how, okay. how do you feel about that like there was things in there I like people married life. roller coasters and tetris machines and uh, their duvet. the eiffel tower, was the eiffel tower. a train station about. Oh, I haven't heard about <laughs> So how do you feel about being kind of put into those categories? And do you, I don't know, do you feel different to those people? Do you feel drawn to those people? Is there any? 
Well, no, no, I don't feel drawn to them because there is a thing, I mean, again, back to my research called objectophilia, and there are people who are sexually attracted to, to um, inanimate objects. Yeah, um, yeah. I think my experience... Was it objectum sexual, I think, is the word that kept yes, coming up. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, my experience was different because it was based, you know, more on the, the spiritual end of things and probably more towards my religious kind of beliefs, yeah. if you want to put it that way. So I would kind of identify more with maybe, you know, nuns and stuff like that who feel I'm marrying Jesus. Oh, yeah. As opposed you know, to somebody who of, completed yeah. Tetris in a night kind of a thing. like. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I would kind of, you know, I would identify more with the, the religious and the spiritual yeah, viewpoint yeah. than I would from from the, you know, from the objectum. Um, what, objectum sexual, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, or objectophilia, I think, is another okay. word for it. Um, the fact that it's in the top eight, sure, you know what? You know, <laughs> fuck it, I'm famous. You, you see, yeah. I was going to say, you seem to have a, a good sense of humour about it. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, you know, I just kind of laugh at it. But I mean, so you have to deal I with assholes say... like me contacting and asking to do interviews about it then. Quite a while now, actually, since I did an, an interview about it. But I mean, the other thing, I suppose, the more serious note is that, you know, because I had such a bad experience, I, you know, when, when my son died yeah. and I was searching, it was so easy to find people who would teach me this, that and the other, who mm. would tell me how to communicate spirits, who conjure up spirits, do this, do that, do the other, with very little talk about safety and very little talk about, you know, well, there's another darker end to this. So yeah. people can be drawn into this and preyed on very easily. Um was I prayed on? Maybe, maybe I was a bit, but I mean, I, I was a willing participant uh, in it. But I would say, you know, that if somebody was very vulnerable, or, you know, they could very easily be drawn in um, yeah. and told a lot of nonsense and probably charged a lot of money. So there is a darker end, you know, there is a darker side to the whole spirituality thing as well, you know. And I suppose if anything, you know, from my story, you know, I would like people to take that away and i'm not saying don't explore you know don't go on ghost homes and all that kind of thing yeah, yeah of course do whatever you want but just 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 be careful you know who you're dealing with be careful what you're doing um you know and just don't think that it's you know everybody that's involved in spirituality is all love and light because they're not and that goes for the humans as well as the spirits yeah I have one last, um, I suppose it's not really a question, it's a statement. I normally, my girlfriend Kate normally hosts this podcast with us, um, but okay. she's not here at the moment. And I asked her if, if there's anything she wanted me to say to you. All she said was, tell her that her makeup is brilliant. Oh. <laughs> she saw your, she said, oh, her makeup is great. <laughs> she's a makeup oh, artist herself. So. <laughs> oh, right. Okay, lovely. Yeah, no, so that's I the only thing. Um, one I, more I thing is. I love my makeup. I, I saw on your Facebook page you have kind of um, is it there's dog charities and stuff that you're doing at the moment is it yeah well I, I've worked in the entertainment business I'm a publicist mm. um, okay. so that's kind of what I did um, when I was really sick and I was with Jack I, I, I actually couldn't work because I wasn't able to and to be honest with you I just became so kind of you know I guess, involved in what I was doing with the whole spiritual thing and stuff yeah. like that. You know, I kind of, in a way, maybe lost a bit of touch with reality. So as soon as my health started to improve last year, I was like, well, you know, I want to get my old life back, you yeah, know. Yeah. And I um, started getting getting involved in, in, in doing projects again. So, yeah, I do quite a lot of voluntary work for, for um, dog rescues. And I have seven rescue dogs myself. So, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm very, I'm very, Busy house, very... Then. Um, passionate about animal welfare i love dogs so is there any but, links or websites or anything if anybody want to help out with oh, that? There's my facebook page which is elisa rose publicity 
Okay. Um, so most of my stuff goes on that. We're, we're organising a really um, good event um, in May called Ireland's Alternative Eurovision. Um, so um, yeah, I mean, there's a page for that as well. Where I was literally working on the promo video for that before, and I'm literally heading straight back to it now yeah. when we're finished talking. Have so, you seen Iceland's Eurovision entry this year? No, I have Look not. It it's amazing. Well, I is it okay? Okay, <laughs> I haven't, I haven't seen it, you know. But um, but yeah, I would be, you know, I I I do like my Eurovision. So the alternative Eurovision was something we ran it last year, so it's yeah. in its second year. So um, Linda Martin would be um, a friend of mine. So okay. um, yeah, so it's kind of you know we kind of set it up last year. It is to raise funds for, for animal charities and also HIV Ireland this year as well. So, um, yeah, people can check that out and it should be good fun. And they can meet the woman who married the pirate girl. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Thank you so much for taking the call today. No worries. Um, Thank it's you an so amazing much. story. Best of luck in the rest of your life. Thank you so much. Thank you very Have a much. Great day. Well, thank you. Thank Bye-bye. You. Bye. Biggity boopies, it's me, Linkster, and here we are in a couple of podcasts. Rooney. Whoa, listen it in your ears. That uh, <laughs> the transition there from the interview to this just undermined my entire journalistic integrity there. No, I think you did that just have a thank you, thank you, I love you, thank you, thank you. I love you. her a bit. I know you do. She's super interesting. Um, that, that interview is one of my favourite things that I've done. I don't even know if it's the kind of thing You have that, a child, Luke. Yeah, well, she, I said one of. Okay. The child, obviously, I created very well. Oh, you created very I well. Did. You did all the hard work, one hundred percent. Did the work. Anyway, thanks so much for listening to part two of this interview, guys. I hope you found it as entertaining, listen to as I did to, I suppose, do. <laughs> Kate hates it. I know. I don't. I hate asked it. your makeup question, Kate. Oh yeah, the most stereotypical thing that you could ask. My girlfriend wants to know. No, I just commented on that her makeup was pretty. That's all I told the, her. At the time, she just seemed like an absolute mental case. And I was like, oh, I'll give her a compliment because her makeup you, is really nice. Do you think nice. she seems more mad because she's really nice? Or does she... Does that bring it down to earth a little bit? I think it brings it down to earth a little bit because she actually goes... Yeah, this is this is mad. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? If yeah, she yeah. was like, oh no. Mad people don't know they're mad and she yeah. seems to know she is. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's interesting. She knows that this scenario is not normal. And she laughs at it. Like <laughs> yeah. you hear it at the end of the interview there, which says, come and meet the woman who married the pirate ghost. Yeah. Like it's, we also talked about um, Eurovision, Iceland's oh, yeah. song, which is super. It is. Guys, it's an epic song. Up. It's so fucking Luke good. wants to learn the dance and everything to it. Like. I definitely do. I cannot dance. <laughs> anyway, guys, thanks so much for listening to this uh, Couple Up Extra Part 2 where I interviewed a woman who married a pirate ghost. We will have an official Couple Up podcast coming your way on Monday the... What day is it? Monday the 14th? Monday the 16th. We'll have Couple Up Witchy and then it'll be out there in the world. Couple so Up Witchy. Couple Up Witchy. Where I interview a witch. <laughs> so uh, head on over to us on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. We are Couple Up Podcast. Ask us some questions because we've set a new rule. If you ask a question for this podcast, we have to answer 100%. It. Even if we really don't want to. Yeah, it's, as inappropriate as it Ask us a bizarre question. Uh, I, I would like to be asked about Harry Potter. The coronavirus, I assume, is going to be asked. Yeah, I want to be asked about conspiracy theories. And on the podcast on Monday, I will tell you how I was asked to join the Freemasons this week. <laughs> so listen up for that. We'll be back at you. My name is Luke. And I'm Kate. And this has been Couple Up Extra. I'm a professional broadcaster. 
You've been listening to the Couple of Podcasts in association with LB Media. Search LB Media on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter now for all of your social media needs.